became a man. In this eternal expanse of text, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. A man came. And I want us to just look at John because we have Jesus' words on his life. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, no one greater. And he's a great example for us. And we'd do well to learn from him. We'd do well to emulate him. So I want to just uh, look at this man named John. Welcome to Downtown Bible Class with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Today we begin a series of Christmas messages leading up to this coming Sunday when we celebrate our Savior's birth. Pastor Scott brings a message titled, There Came a Man Sent from God. We invite you to follow along with us now as we get started. He was a man, fully human, sent from God. His uh, was a miraculous birth. His coming was prophesied for centuries. And an angel, Gabriel, announced his birth and actually designated his name. He was born of godly human parents. And he died. Actually, he was killed. He died young, right in the prime of life. He was killed in his early 30s. I speak not of Jesus Christ. I speak of the one whom he, Jesus Christ, said, Truly I say to you, of those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. I speak of John the Baptist. The Bible uh, is filled with echoes both after and before the greatest event. And so miraculous births are almost a theme in the Bible for centuries before the miraculous birth. I want you to turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, if you, have, if you didn't bring a Bible, I'd encourage you to grab that hardback that's in the rack ahead of you, and it's on page uh, 1058. It's good to look right at the text. But what we have here is um, well, let me read it to you. Verse 6, chapter 1 of John, verse 6 through 8. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for a witness that he might bear witness of the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came 
that he might bear witness of the light. This is uh, an abrupt interruption. I, I, I stay shocked that a mere man gets three verses in this six inches of text, verse 1 through 18, that is perhaps the most profound six inches in all of human literature. You say, well, Scott, I'm not a reader. I don't know much about literature. Listen, I don't care if you're a reader. I'm sorry if you're not because you miss out on a lot. But even if you're not a reader, you can read six inches. (laughs) Two screens on your phone. I checked it out. (laughs) Uh, In fact, by the way, let me just say, Gary said we got two weeks minus a day or whatever. Between now and the celebration of his birth, when we're celebrating all during this time, read those six inches every day. I'm speaking to all of us, but I'm speaking to those who who might say, I'm not much of a reader. I don't know. The Bible's a big book. I don't know where to start. Just read those six inches, the ones we're looking at right here, that I said this is an abrupt interruption. Last, uh, Last spring, I think it was April or so, my little granddaughter uh, was over at our house. She's about, I think she was about eight. Don't, don't test me on those. Somebody asked me their middle names last night. I said, are you kidding me? I just want to get the first name and the last name right. But anyway, uh, I think she was about eight. She's probably nine now. If she was eight, you know, I can do that much math. But it was about April, and she had been reading John. She's learning to read, and she was reading the Gospel of John. And she was actually memorizing the first uh, two, three lines here of of these six inches. And so I said, well, let's sit down. And, And I listened to her, quote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And look at verse 14. The Word, the eternal Word, became flesh. And she told me that she had uh, read... Uh, most of John, and as we looked at it together, my little eight-year-old had read through John 18. And so we just spent some time here in these first few verses, and we had Christmas in John. Because this is Christmas in John. In the beginning, from all eternity, was the word, the expression, the logos. The word was with God... And the Word was God. He is the great I am. Not I was or I will be. No, I am. The Eternal One. The Creator. Everything created, He created. 
and he became flesh. So we had Christmas in April. You know what I mean? As we looked at this. And uh, the unseen one that my little granddaughter can't see, that I can't see, the creator of the universe became visible, (laughs) became flesh. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. I'm tempted to just start in, but uh, next next Sunday and the 24th, Christmas Eve, we'll have more on this. But today, if you hear nothing else, hear what I've just said. But today, we want to look briefly at this abrupt interruption. Verse 6, there came a man in this eternal expanse of text, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. A man came. And I want us to just look at John because he, we have Jesus' words on his life. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, and no one greater, and he's a great example for us. And it, we do well to learn from him. We do well to emulate him. So I want to just uh, look at this man named John. He, I'll give you uh, seven, seven thoughts, seven characteristics of this man. And as I said, it, we do well to learn. We do well to listen. We do well to emulate this man. So, very simple. And by the way, the whole Gospel of John is that way. Profound, but simple. So, if you want to read more, don't stop at the six inches. Read the Gospel of John. It's a long magazine article. I, I habitually say that. My son-in-law said, what's a magazine? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I forget. Nobody reads even, even have magazines. It's like, anyway, you can read it in a couple hours. But um, I want to look at this man, John, seven characteristics. First, he was a man, a mere man. In the beginning, God created us, male and female. In his image, every one of us here in the room. He created Adam and Eve, and then everyone since then has been born of a woman. And uh, he's a creature. We're creatures. Created in God's image. We have the capacity... Unlike the animals, we're not just another species. Unlike the animals, we have the capacity to know God. We think, we ponder, we choose, we're self-aware. We ask the big questions, who, what, why, where, who am I? 
Animals don't fiddle with that. They don't bother. Who am I? My identity. Where'd I come from? My origin. Where am I going? What happens when you're dead? Where am I going? Your destiny. These are the great questions that all men, male, female, all of us, all mankind ponder. John was a man. Why? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Secondly, he was a man sent, look at it, from God, sent by God. Not only sent, but prophesied for centuries, all four Gospels. God God was pleased to give us Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and uh, all four Gospels begin with John, this one who was sent. And uh, just glance over, look at Mark. Turn to Mark. Mark 1. Mark is another very simple uh, and profound gospel. But this man was sent. He was prophesied. He was predicted for centuries. The beginning, here's where John starts, or maybe Mark, excuse me. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written... In Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. Let me tell you the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Mark says. And then he quotes, and he says from the prophet Isaiah, and they often would quote the most prominent prophet, and he did here. But he quotes from both Malachi, written 400 and some years B.C., before Christ. (laughs) I'm going to send a messenger, my messenger. And then he quotes from Isaiah 40, written 700 and some years earlier. This man was sent by God. He was a messenger. He was a voice preparing the way for the Lord. Thirdly, he came, look at our text back in John. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for a witness He came to bear witness. His purpose was clear. And you can't miss it. Uh, In fact, I ask, why this abrupt interruption? When he speaks from eternity past to the issue of life that God became man, when he gives this great text... No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who's in the bosom of the Father, He has explained Him. The the invisible became visible. Jesus said, if you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. In this scene, why was this, where was there this interruption? Well, this guy, John, was sent to bear witness. Look at verse 3. 
he came for a witness that he might bear witness that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came that he might for the third time now, he says, bear witness. He was a man. He was sent by God. He came to bear witness. Fourthly, he spoke. He bore that witness. He spoke with authority. He spoke with authority. His witness was marked by clarity. Repent. Get ready. Clear the way for the Lord. I mean, he spoke with clarity. He spoke with power. The whole nation came out. Luke 3.15 says, all the people were in a state of expectation. When this guy spoke, everybody listened. He spoke with clarity. He spoke with power. And he spoke with boldness. Boldness. Glance over at Matthew 14. Just take a look at it with me. At this time, Herod, the king, the tetrarch, heard the news about Jesus. And he said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He's risen from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. Well, you say, what, what's going on here? Well, the Bible explains. For Herod, verse 3, had seized John and bound him and put him in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of Herod's brother, Philip. For John had been saying to him, to Herod the king, it's not lawful for you to have her. I guess not, his brother's wife. But the world was so debauched that that sort of thing went on back then. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they regarded him as a prophet. John spoke with clarity. He spoke with power. He spoke with boldness. He told the the president, the king, that's sin. He called sin, sin. John was conscious. John was very conscious that God had told him to speak. When I go to that great prophecy in Isaiah 40, he said, what should I say? What should I say? Go up on the mountain, go tell it on the mountain, what should I say? And he was very conscious that God not only told him to speak, he told him what to speak. What should I speak? Here, behold, is your God. That's what you tell them. You can go read it. We might if we have time. Isaiah 40. Uh, John was told to speak. He was told what to speak. And John spoke with power because God not only told him to speak, God told him what to speak. God empowered him to speak. He was filled, Gabriel said, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. God the Spirit was inside John in such a way that he spoke 
not in his own power, but in the power of God himself. And I read in Luke 3, verse 2, they all, as I said, every gospel starts with John. I read in Luke 3, verse 2, the word of God came to John. And there you have it, by the way. Let me just uh, draw out a principle. God's way, the man of God speaks the word of God in the power of the Spirit of God. That's always been God's way. And when I say man, don't misunderstand me. In our age where we've twisted language around to where we can't say man in the way it was meant to be said to include mankind. I'm speaking about male, female. I'm speaking of all of us. The man of God speaks the word of God in the power of the spirit of God. He spoke with clarity. He spoke with authority. He spoke with power. He called sin, sin. Fifthly, this man who was a man, a mere man, he was sent by God. He came to bear witness. He spoke with authority. He spoke of Christ. He spoke of Christ. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, Jesus said, will speak of me. When you're spirit-filled, you will speak of Jesus. John spoke of Jesus. So let me just embellish that just a bit. The man of God uses the Word of God by the power of the Spirit of God to speak of the Son of God. And that's what John did. He spoke of Christ. Are you still there in John 1? Look at verse 29. They were, they were blown away by the power of his message. If you're familiar with the Bible, you know the story. If you're not, just uh, you can read it in this first chapter. But John, they said, are you the Christ? I mean, they were, they were in a state of expectation about John, thinking, was he the Christos? Was he the sent one? Was he the Messiah they'd been waiting for for centuries? Well, verse 29, the next day, John saw Jesus coming to him. And he said, behold, the Lamb of God. There he is, the Lamb, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he about whom I've been telling you. This is the one I came to prepare the way. I'm baptizing in water, but he's going to baptize in the very Spirit of God. This, look at verse 34. I have seen and bore witness that this is the Son of God. You've been listening to Downtown Bible Class with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Please stay with us. Pastor Scott will return in just a moment with a preview of our next broadcast. Today's program was titled, There Came a Man Sent from God, a message from our Christmas series. If you missed a portion of the message heard on the program today or you'd like to share it with a friend, head on over to downtownbible.org. A free copy of today's entire message is available there for you to stream or download at your convenience. If you don't have a church home in the area, we'd like to invite you to join us for our special Christmas Eve candlelight services. 
Join us Saturday, December 24th at either 3 or 5 o'clock in the evening for a great time of worship, Christmas music, our kids' choir, and a special Christmas message. It's such a wonderful time of year in celebrating our Savior's birth, and we'd like to share it with you. If you'd like more details, just browse to our website at swbible.org. We hope to see you there. We're continuing to see new growth in the Romans Project on the continent of Africa. Most recently, we've added the countries of Guinea, Mali, Senegal, Ivory Coast, Gabon, Madagascar, and South Africa to the ever-expanding outreach of the project. We'd like to invite you to learn more about this ministry or to become a partner with us as we minister to pastors and church leaders throughout Africa. Just navigate over to romansproject.org or connect with us at facebook.com slash romansproject. Now, before we end our time today, let's go to Pastor Scott for a preview of our next broadcast. Amazingly, God chose to use a frail creature when God wanted to prepare the way for his son, his beloved son, he sent a man. Today in the church, we're busy looking for new methods. New methods. How did your church grow? How can I get to my church to grow? Methods. God is looking for men. The eyes of the Lord, I read in Second Chronicles verse 9 of chapter 16, the eyes of the Lord move to and fro over the face of the whole earth looking for a man whose heart is completely his. God sent a man. God is looking for men. He still is. John was sent by God. So are we. Join us again next time as we continue our Christmas celebration. Pastor Scott brings part two of the message titled, There Came a Man Sent from God. Until then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you.